This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hey everyone, I had to stay a little scrappy in college, and I decided to use a rusty machete and two butter knives for my personal grooming needs. That was a mistake. Luckily, we have something new that we didn't have back then. Manscaped. Manscaped products like the Lawnmower 4.0 for finely shaping your body hair and the Weed Whacker for nose and ear hair needs. Both products use the advanced skin safe technology to reduce grooming accidents. It's time to put your old and unsafe tools away. Use the code multiplayer at manscaped.com for 20% off and free worldwide shipping. I personally use Manscaped for my grooming needs and you absolutely should too. Now, on to the show. Hello, fellow gamers, and welcome to the Multiplayer Gaming Podcast. We are three dads who are friends and love to talk about all things gaming. Please take a second to rate our podcast five stars and leave a written review in Apple Podcasts. Additionally, if you like what we do here on the show and want bonus episodes, you can support us on Patreon. Support starts at five bucks a month, and any tier will get you access to the Squadcast episodes, which release twice a month. And you will also get all of our episodes ad-free and a day early. Today is Thursday, which means it's time to break down This Week in Gaming by talking about recent video game news stories. Let's introduce the crew with some hints of what we are going to cover today. I am your host, Paul. And joining me, he loves movies. I know he loves VR. He loves aliens. So this is his kind of week. It's Michael. Here I am, rocking like a xenomorph. Yeah, I was excited about this news. We'll dig into it later. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going to dig into it very soon. And joining us, he loves first person shooters. I know he loves Titanfall. He loves, or at least he used to love Apex Legends. So this is also his kind of week. It's Josh. I still love Apex Legends and Titanfall, by the way. (laughs) And when you combine the two, good things might happen. Oh, yeah. We got some good news out of Respawn Entertainment here this week. Guys, we have so much to talk about. Let's just jump right in. I feel like we have to talk about this new game that's coming out that is set in the Alien universe. So this announcement just came through a couple of days ago. There is an American VR game developer called Servios, and they are teaming up with 20th Century Games to release an immersive action horror game set in the Alien universe. It's going to come out on PC, console, and of course, VR. I'm hyped about this news, guys. I don't know about you. I I am very excited. I will say that I never played Alien Isolation. Ooh, it's good. And I've heard it's really good, and I have seen that game ported to VR, and people say it is one of the best, like, suspenseful, freaky VR experiences. I just, I've never played it. I think I have it for free. I think I picked it up off a, like, Epic Game Store was giving it away for free or something once, so it's probably sitting in a library somewhere Mm -hmm. untouched. Um, But 
I love the Alien universe, and there is honestly nothing more suspenseful than a giant xenomorph just slowly trying to find where you're <laughs> hiding. I could see this being absolutely incredible. Yeah, I am to say that I am hyped about another VR game uh, is understatement of the year. But the fact that it's Alien or Aliens. Yeah. Holy cow. So the game takes place in between the Ridley Scott 1979 Alien film and the James Cameron 1986 Aliens film, um, for those of you following along. And so it's going to be really interesting because like, this is a part of the canon that we really don't know about. So we don't know if the game is going to give us a little bit more new stuff in the Alien universe or if it's just kind of set in there and you play along with it. But I find the idea of playing uh, a game where there's xenomorphs in VR to be quite terrifying, and I'm going to be yeah. very, very scared. I may have some Depends sitting next to me at my desk <laughs> as I play, because I, I you're expect supposed to put accents. them on, actually, Michael. Well, yeah. I have, I, I I'll think, have I them on. I, I think you have to have them supply. on for them to work, not just sitting nearby. I can't just be next to them and it works? No, I don't no, think so. that's not how it works. All right, well, then I'll have <laughs> one on and then multiple spares sitting there. But super excited about this one. Um and the studio itself, actually, uh, Servios brought you the, the Apollo Creed VR games, which I haven't played, but I've heard remarkably good things about. I have not played the Apollo Creed one. I heard it was fun. I have Thrill of the Fight, which is one of the best workouts you can ever get in VR. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember you talking about how that'll really wear Dude, you out fast. boxing will wreck you quick. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you know, we have talked about VR games now and again, and we've done deep dives on like Demio, and we try to bring in VR every once in a while. I love the idea of the alien universe in VR. It's such a match made in heaven with like alien isolation. You can hear like the heartbeat and as you hide and the idea of putting all of that into VR, building it from the ground up to be immersive like that, I think is going to be awesome. Now, the only bad news, guys, is that they literally have job listings on Servios's website right. for positions like lead combat designer, lead game designer, oh. lead narrative designer. So I don't think we're going to get any real footage or any real news about this for a very long time. Although, ironically, they are going to be having a panel at Comic-Con on July 21st which is the same day that this episode comes out. So we might know a little bit more about their plans, but this game is very much down the road. We're not going to get anything for this for quite some time. I think maybe even a couple years, well, which is a bummer. At least, though, if it's going to come out, I mean, if there's a silver lining here, if it comes out in a couple of years, y'all will have plenty of time to research and invest in Depends stock. Because <laughs> I'm going to yes. buy a lot of them. Honestly, all I want in the next few years, in like if this is a three-year development time, I want better VR. Like, yeah. I, I mean, we're all fans of the Oculus Quest. I, I love it. I love that it's self-contained. I love that I can just literally take it anywhere I want to go, and boom, there's VR. The one complaint I have with VR at this point is just the graphical fidelity and processing of it leaves a little bit to be desired it's not that it's not super fun it's just that i want that next evolution of graphics for vr because i feel like in in something that's so immersive it's a little bit distracting when the graphics are kind of little on the the poo poo side just come you over. know what i mean and, and they're coming a long way but that's like that's the next iteration man is give me that like 1440p 
like high resolution VR because that's really going to take it to the next level. Yeah, and that's one of those things too. Like I've got a Valve Index, which is miles above the Quest too, as far as. But it's also you know twelve hundred dollars for the full package. You still have to put the sensors up in your room and all that stuff. And honestly. You still have that little bit of screen door effect and a little bit of the god rays, which is kind of funny because it's technically 1440 in each eye, but you still don't quite feel that. I would say that it, like for this game, sure, it'd be great. And Josh, you need to come over and try it if you haven't tried it yet because they're incre- it's, it's incredible. But at the same point, you're right. Like, what's that next next step in VR? Because we saw like two years ago, like um, the Vive Pro, whatever it was, came out. The Steam. Um, the Valve Index, and there was like one more um, by a Korean company, I think that I didn't look at because you apparently have to really program the heck out of it. But you're a hundred percent right. Like, give us something that looks like what's on our monitor in our eyes for the first yeah. time. Well, the one thing that is going to be new for this one is that they are going to be creating it in Unreal Engine Five. So I don't know how that's going to affect things with VR. But it's certainly not going to hurt. So if anything else, that's a positive step in the right direction. And we do know that in this game, it is going to be an original storyline. You're not going to be playing as Ripley or anything like that. It's going to be a standalone story. But the thing that did also kind of make me laugh is that there's only like three sentences on the official website. But it does say that the story is going to be about a battle-hardened veteran who has a vendetta against the Xenomorphs. I mean, wouldn't everybody who have does, a vendetta say, against the doesn't? Xenomorphs? <laughs> oh, no, I love Xenomorphs, man. <laughs> They're a threat to all humanity. Who, People who, for who the ethical have? treatment of Xenomorphs? <laughs> well, my question there <laughs> is, who, who is this person? Because the only person, the only human that's really seen a Xenomorph and lived is Ripley in this time period. So is this just a completely side, like, I know it's a side story, but like, who is this fictitious battle-hardened person? Yeah, I think it'll be another derelict ship that someone comes across. It'll, I think it'll kind of mirror what we see in the original Alien movie. It'll just be new characters, and I'm all for it. I love new yeah. storylines. I love everything in the Alien universe. I know all three of us are immense fans of the oh, movies. Yeah. I mean, they're fantastic. They really so, are. Paul, yeah, I, so I, this even is, said I know the we, Alien franchise is higher ranked than Star Trek or Star Wars as far as your sci-fi franchises. Am I correct there? I would say yes. I prefer I the I Alien him, movies I thought I heard him both. say that one time. Yeah. I, it, I, it depends on mood. They're much more action-y oriented. Like, Aliens is a phenomenal movie. Like, Alien is a great cinematic, like, you know, experience and all that stuff. I don't know. I don't know if I like them better or worse than Star Trek. Like, it yeah. would depend on my mood that day. <laughs> I, I would put Alien above. We did say it in one episode, but it was a very long time ago. And, you know, those things change. Ask me on different days and you're going to get it. <laughs> now, Paul, answer. you said this is PC cons. I know we mentioned and talked about VR a lot, but it's not a VR exclusive. This is PC console and VR, right? Yes, it will be released for all three. That's one of the only things that we actually know about the game. And if you want to be a, a lead designer, go ahead and, and go put your resume on their website. They're looking for one. I have a feeling this is like the this is five years in the future type game. <laughs> if they're still yeah. looking for people to make it, then I don't know that that bodes real well for any kind of release soon. Yeah, the fact yeah. that they said, the fact that we just covered that it's PC and VR and other and consoles, and that's the only thing we know so far, I think that's the only thing that Servios knows so far. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. All right, let's move on to our next news story of the week. Let me ask you guys a question. How do you guys feel about microtransactions? Oh, I love them, man. <laughs> good good for those companies giving us free games and trying to earn a buck. 
yeah, God, they're just my favorite fun, things ever. Right? Yeah, yeah, I love microtransactions. What would you guys say if I told you that microtransactions have had so much success in gaming that it's now starting to bleed into other industries? Oh. And we might start seeing microtransactions perhaps even in our automobiles? I was just thinking how much I want one for my refrigerator where like I buy yeah. the refrigerator and then like every time I want ice, I have to like deposit a quarter. <laughs> a yeah. Vending machine. You you know? Yeah, exactly. What's what, you know, that's great. Right. Every, every person out there wants to pay money for something and then have to continually pay for cool features. I can totally see that happening where like, Hey, you can get this fridge for only $500. We know it's a $3,000 fridge, but every time you open the door, you're going to be charged 10 cents on your card. <laughs> yeah. Or paying monthly for yeah. forever. Here's a fridge, and it's got the freezer built in, but if you want the freezer to operate, you're going to have to pay 20 bucks a month as long as you own the fridge. Well, guys, this is not the future. It's now. BMW is now including microtransactions in their automobiles. They now have a subscription service to heat your front seats of your BMW for $18 a month in South Korea. This is already out. You can also see on the UK digital store for BMW, if you want to heat your steering wheel, that's going to cost you 12 bucks a month. Like, guys, you could potentially be paying $30 a month just to heat your steering wheel and your seats. And there's other piecemeal features you can add as well. I cannot believe we're now seeing microtransactions in our cars. This is terrible. It's, <laughs> dude here's here's the biggest problem i have with that is if, if we're talking automobiles it has always always been that you can pay up and get the better model right yes, with all the always. bells and whistles you can you know you want the loaded version like yeah you're paying 10 grand more but now you've got the loaded version like okay maybe i don't need the loaded version maybe i don't want it and that's fine and i get that it's cheaper because they didn't have to put the stuff in there yep it's already it's in, in the car yep. it exists and you're literally sitting on it so this is the problem I have with stuff like this is it's basically saying we already built it. We already put it in there. You can't have it unless you give us money. That's the problem. Like if you want to sell me a version that doesn't have it, great. I'll pay, I'll, I'll pay less for that. If you're telling me that I'm literally sitting on it and it exists and it costs you nothing at that point because you already gave it to me. And yet you want me to give you money for a feature or a perk. That's where I get very frustrated at that point. BMW now officially stands for Balderdash Motorworks because this is bonkers. <laughs> it's, the, it's the silliest thing I've ever heard of. Like, where's the like, think about the money that they already like Joshua, they already put the thing in the car. It's just a matter of accessing it. So how do you access it? Like, does your car just like do a check on the network once a month and be like, check mark? Yes, it works. Yeah, so we got to have that network capability. That's actually to, what happens. Tesla does that. It's, Tesla that, does a lot of that. Yeah, with the uh, supercharging features and some of the oh, self-driving yeah. features and stuff. You're it's right. gated behind in like built-in software. It just blows up. Like, what's the ROI? This the upcharge on this has got to be so high for them to actually make this profitable. Like, if it's thirty dollars a month, what what's that part actually cost them to put in there? In case like half the people that have these cars and have those capabilities aren't actually using them, and also. Are these seats only in like the elite versions or are they in all the BMWs? So like you got to buy the elite version anyways, you know, the super comfort plus that's Delta Airlines, not BMW, but you get what I'm saying. Um, <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like it's already, you're already buying the high end car and then you got to pay more to access that feature. Crazy. Yeah. It's, it's such a dirty move. Like 
all of us are we're not demanding to have free seat warmers right now right. there is an option that you can pay for a lifetime subscription and they're going to charge a very high amount but the idea that they're starting to float monthly payments is just really dirty like remember back in the day if you wanted to own office you just paid 150 bucks and here's your version of office and you're good to go nowadays no one wants to sell you standalone software Anything through Adobe, Microsoft, any of these companies, they all want you to pay this monthly fee for the rest of your life. And it, we're going to start seeing it in cars. We're going to start seeing it with our appliances in the kitchen. I've seen stuff with like Keurig machines where they won't let you use non-Keurig cups and things of that nature. So I think it's just a little bit of, of some uh, dirty tactics here from BMW and the like. Hopefully this will get nipped in the bud. I hope people start calling out this kind of behavior. There's one very easy way to shut all of this down, and that's simply don't buy it. Just <laughs> refuse yeah. to... I mean, again, we've talked about this before, but vote with your wallet. If everybody out there just goes, I'm not paying for that, the companies are going to stop doing it because they're, they're going to realize, hey, this isn't worthwhile. The problem is, is it's been so successful in gaming that other companies are starting to try that. And, you know, yes, this is a gaming podcast. Why are we talking about BMW? Because that's where it originated. Yeah. And there's been so much success in gaming that other companies are now saying, Hey, how do we emulate that model and take advantage of that? Um, and you know, they're not BMW is not the first, uh, printers. There's a ton of printing companies. I believe it's HP where you can't use your printer. If you are not subscribed to their monthly service, literally the printer stops working. So even though you paid money for that, you can't use it. If you stop paying the monthly fee, it's a terrible, like we just need humans in general, just need to say, no, I'm not doing that. I'm not buying that. And then they'll go away. Yeah, we had yeah. a printer. We had a printer that we got on your thing where it's the cartridges aren't available unless you do a monthly subscription. Right. And they send you the cartridge. It's bonkers. Thanks, BMW. Thanks, gaming. Let's just stop paying for it. <laughs> All right. With that being said, let's take a short break and hear from one of our sponsors. We want to thank Manscaped for sponsoring today's episode. Okay, we've all heard the tale of the Jewel Cool and how great that was at providing relief for my nether regions during those long gaming sessions, but not everyone can rig up a perfect cooling solution like I did. What Manscaped does have are perfect solutions for all your Jewel's needs. Manscaped provides high-quality products for your grooming and personal care needs. What's that? You never thought about personal care down there? Manscaped's new performance package 4.0 is one heck of a deal. Inside this package, you'll find their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, weed whacker, ear and nose hair remover, crop preserver deodorant, crop reviver toner, performance boxer briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. Well, the boxers are for your goodies. The travel bag's for the Manscaped goodies. Get 20% off and free shipping with code multiplayer at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com when you use code multiplayer at checkout. Unlock your confidence and always use the right tools for the job with Manscaped. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? 
That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, we are back. Let's talk a little bit about Respawn Entertainment. Ooh. All right. Now, Respawn said that they are currently working on a single-player first-person shooter that is set in the Apex Legends universe. Now, famously, Respawn released the Titanfall games, which I think every person who played them loved them. I know Josh and I absolutely loved Titanfall 1 and 2. Unfortunately, they just didn't perform very well. Not enough people played it. And they ended up having the spinoff, which was Apex Legends, which ended up setting all kinds of records. I think they had like 25 million users in the first week. And so now they are going to be developing a single-player game for Apex. Look, I don't think we're ever going to get Titanfall 3. I know that this is not exactly like the spiritual successor for that. But the whole idea of having highly mobile, fast-paced first-person shooters is always going to be a blast. I'm really glad to see Respawn moving on to the next project. I feel like this might be the closest thing we're going to get to like the campaign in Titanfall 2, which I thought was a lot of fun. Uh, is this anywhere on your guys' radar? Are you excited about this news? I initially know because I don't play a lot of Apex anymore. We're kind of past that. We're out of that battle royale roller coaster that we get into sometimes. You know, actually, I've had the urge occasionally. To, I keep seeing like Warzone clips. And I'm like, you know, I wouldn't mind playing a few rounds of Warzone. And it's the <laughs> same way with Apex, right? Um, but, you know, we've just been out of that loop for a little bit now. But here's the thing Titanfall, you said it, Paul. Titanfall, they were great games. They were, you know, the multiplayer experience, top notch, phenomenal. This is what birthed Apex Legends. So if you're an Apex Legends fan, you need to look at Titanfall and say, Hey, thank you, Titanfall, for, for what, you know, what led into them creating Apex Legends. Everybody out there, I think, has been clamoring for a return to Titanfall, but because the first two flopped by all means i mean gamers loved them but from a sales standpoint and like a critical success i I don't think they're considered successful um but if they can take that use the apex universe and make a phenomenal single player experience out of that or a multiplayer experience that's just not a battle royale i'm super excited about that because they're going to inject some of that titanfall dna into these games along with the apex dna yeah, and we talking. all know what happens when you cre- when you combine <laughs> DNA, right? It never goes wrong. <laughs> right, you get a xenomorph. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, I'm hyped. I think this sounds amazing. I um I I never really played Apex. I didn't play Titanfall, but I do know that everybody that I know that played Titanfall one and two loved it. Absolutely loved it. it. It blows my mind that they didn't sell well because everybody I talk to says that they're good games and they liked them. So my thought on this is instead of making Titanfall 3, let's make Titanfall 3, but put the Apex label on it and yeah. just say smart. it's Apex, but it's actually Rebrand. Titanfall 3. Rebrand it. <laughs> it's, it's honest. In- that It's super smart. <laughs> yep. I mean, AT&T and Singular did it, what? 10, 12 years ago where there was a big merger. They kept the singular name. Singular had a really bad rap and they said, we're now AT&T again. And guess what? They're doing great. 
And so you could totally see this where they're just making Titanfall 3. They'll change a few things. You know, they'll change some cosmetics, make it look more apexy, and put it more in that in that realm. But I'm kind of hoping this is Titanfall 3. Yeah, I'm I'm 100% with you. Titanfall, I think, was 6v6 matches, if memory yeah, serves. Yeah, you had all the bots yeah. in there, though. The little, you could call down the sentries yeah. or, or something. something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, the other cool thing was they had all the wall running. So they yanked that out for Apex to make it a little more simplistic. I, I I really hope that they put that back in to this next installment. I think that would be a lot of fun. Just that, just for kicks, I brought up the Steam listing for Titanfall 2. And recent reviews is 96% positive. Wow. And overall, wow. it's 94% positive. That's remarkable. For a yeah. shooter, that's unheard of, to be yeah. honest. Pretty much yeah. universal acclaim. The... uh I sorted the reviews by funny, and this one did kind of uh, tickle my funny bone. Did you ever hear the tragedy of Titanfall 2's marketing? I thought not. It's not a story EA would tell you. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) That's pretty good. But, you know, with the success of Apex, that's really the path forward for them, is get rid of the Titanfall name because apparently there's something wrong. People just can't seem to embrace that. Use the Apex name because everybody knows about Apex Legends and kind of use that to move forward. I think that's very, very smart by Respawn, you know, for them to take that route because I think anything branded Apex Legends at this point or Apex whatever, people are going (laughs) to give a shot and that's going to lead into, hey, here's a very very good shooter if people out there listening have never played titanfall 2 i'm pretty sure you can pick that game up for like two or three dollars now the multiplayer is dead don't even worry about that but the campaign on that game is one of the best first person shooter campaigns that exists yeah absolutely i totally agree with josh on steam the full price is still 30 i'm sure you can either buy the game used on disc or maybe buy a steam key for quite a bit cheaper, but yeah, what an amazing game. It's one of those series that you really just wish found its footing and Titanfall just kind of fell between the cracks. I'm so glad that Apex was the smash success that it was. So that way it's not just a, a, a dead series. All right, let's move on to our last news story of the week. <laughs> Guys, this is I, I the weirdest this story. This is the weirdest <laughs> story for this week. Bonkers. Uh, there was a game announced called ASMR Food Experience where you run a restaurant and it seems like the primary mechanic or like the main draw to this game is the audio design meant to tickle your ears, I guess. I'm, I'm just, I'm going to jump in because when you, when I think you found this story, Paul. Yeah. And I just saw ASMR food experience and I just chuckled to myself and I was like, what is this bananas article that Paul found? Like, what is this? I clicked it. I started listening to the demo and I was transported into a world. Of sheer audio joy, <laughs> like legitimately, at one point they're like they're pouring coffee, and you just—it's sure. the most clear, amazing sound of a mug being filled up with just a nice hot brew. They throw some salmon on a pan, and I can't stand fish, but man, listening to that salmon sizzle <laughs> was just glorious. I never knew I liked ASMR stuff before, man, but I am I am in on this game. <laughs> no, I, I watched the salmon piece, and I do like salmon, especially pan-fried, and I could smell it cooking. The sound was so good. Like I'm like, oh, I can smell the butter. I think he's burned the butter just a little bit, but that's okay. I like to do that, too. Um, it's just like, 
What? Yeah, when I saw this in the doc, I was like, there's no way. And then uh, Josh had mentioned, too, like the video kind of got us. So I watched the videos like, what, a minute long at the most? And I'm, yeah, I'm pretty it's intrigued like by this. Like, seconds. The gameplay could be like non-existent. We could just be literally walking around and pouring coffee, and I'd be like, I'm still probably going to check it out and do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this one is also very early on. You can tell by watching... It's it's unclear exactly how you're going to walk around and move and interact with stuff. It almost looked like a VR setting that's where the, you saw stuff highlighted. Say. Yeah, so I think we'll get like a, a VR version of this. And of course, it tells you it's meant to wear headphones. And so you get a lot of that 360 degree audio around you. And I think that some of these sound effects were just so realistic I loved when they turned on the fluorescent lights, the way you hear like the hum yes. and the buzz oh, and yeah. then the lights click on. I thought that was really cool. The slicing of the tomato was, I think, the most ASMR thing in there, where you hear the knife cutting through a tomato, which normally you wouldn't hear, but it sounded like you've got that microphone right next oh. to it, where it almost it almost sounds like cutting a piece of paper, only like softer, if you will. I think the main thing that people pushed back on, and I don't know if you guys noticed, I did not notice the first playthrough, but people were saying this was a great idea until you start hearing the people swallow the food. Oh, and then I watched it again and you do hear. Yeah. So like the one lady who's drinking the coffee, you hear like the gulps and you hear some oh, of like the internal no, I don't sounds. Hear that. There's and people one. were like, "Oh no, you got to get rid of that." Yeah. <laughs> there is one thing that will kill me on this. My wife knows about it. I can't, I can't stand like open mouth chewers with yeah. the smacking sound and then talking with food in someone's mouth. I literally like sometimes people will come over and eat and I will wait to eat until they're done because I'm I'm so internally disgusted by these sounds that I can't eat. While they're eating, I'll play it off. I'm just not hungry yet. No, I'll eat in a few minutes. I'm still cooking. <laughs> if that has that in this game, I probably will not play it more than like a minute. <laughs> well, the good news is I think they've got a lot of design to still do. And I have a feeling a lot of people are going to say, we're on board. We don't want to hear anything inside people's mouths. Cut that part out. All the rest, you're good to go. I, I also really liked as you walk closer to the door, you hear the buzz outside. You know, like yeah. you hear people talking and walking on the street, the cars going by. It's an interesting idea for a game. You know, we've had other games that are very sound centric, but I think this is kind of the purest version of that. I it's, think you're playing this solely for the audio. Dude, my ear holes have never craved sounds <laughs> like they have when I was watching this video. For, like you said, the the chopping of the knife, they do the the tomato and then they do like a carrot or a some carrot. kind of root yeah. vegetable and it's much different than the tomato. The, there's clinking of ice as they're putting it into the glass and then they're pouring a drink and it's like everything seems like it's right out of like a McDonald's commercial or something. <laughs> but I loved every second of this, man, and it caught me completely by surprise surprise so <laughs> yeah I'm, I, I'm all for it i think it's the perfect environment too because if you think of other environments where they could have done an asmr sound experience like working on a construction site or like at an office or a call center no food is perfect yeah my biggest worry is what is going to be any kind of like progression because i feel like if all they let you do is write down an order using a pencil and you get to hear it and then you pour the coffee and then you do that 15 times. I don't know that there's anything left to do. So I do wonder if there will be any kind of 
learning new recipes and you're going to hear new sounds or if it's going to be one of those games that you just kind of buy and play for an hour and then you never touch it yeah. again. Yeah. Is it's there actual gameplay elements or is this just literally like tw- a collection of 20 different sounds that you can play by clicking <laughs> a button, you know, or something like that? No, it's a trick. This is Overcooked 3, guys. Yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> You're running around in VR trying to get these pans not catch fire, but it sounds great. You're still screaming at your relatives. <laughs> Yeah, you can really hear the fire extinguisher uh, as if it were in real life. Yeah, this one kind of cracked me up. I thought it was a funny story to talk about. So a couple of these games, you know, the Alien game, Far Down the Road, even the new Apex game. I have a feeling we're not going to talk about these again for probably a good year or two. They're going to be pretty far down the road. Um, But I think that's all we had here for this week. Anything else you guys wanted to talk about? Anything that we missed? I'm so I think hungry we covered now. it all. I know. I'm going to go listen to that video again, too. <laughs> yeah, me too. I'm going to go like some pan salmon. fry some salmon. Yeah, I sure am. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, thank you so much to everyone for listening to This Week in Gaming. We will have our Saturday Quick Take episode, as always. And then next Monday, we will be deep diving Disco Elysium. Ooh, I've been looking forward to this yes. one for a while. It's going to be a fun episode to record. I, I think it really is. And if you guys want more content, go check out our Patreon page at MultiplayerSquad.com. You can also follow us on socials everywhere at MultiplayerPod. And come join our free Discord server. There's a link in the episode description. And that is it. So we'll see you guys on Saturday and on Monday. And until then, happy gaming, everybody. See you, everybody. Cheers, all.